And who am I? That's not a secret I'll never tell. You know you love me. XOXO. Gossip Welcome back to XOXO, a Gossip Girl recap podcast presented by Hazel and Katniss and Harry and Star. I'm Joe Lipson, and I'm joined as always by Jenny Nolf. Hi, Jenny. Hola, hello. As well as Ari Drew. Hi, Ari. Hello, everyone. And folks, we are talking about Season 2, Episode 7, Dress Me Up, Dress Me Down. And folks... What exactly is this event that they're supposed to be at? Or does it even matter at this point? I don't think it matters whatsoever, Joe. <laughs> uh, I think it's an uh, unveiling of a fashion line, right? I thought but it was a fundraiser for literary someone. people. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like Gossip Girl. What is going on here? Or you could just say it's a party. <laughs> Sure. It's a rich people soiree. Yeah, per usual, it's it's another like social event. We'll just call them all social events because it seems like that's that's what they all are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this episode, you both communicated to me that you thought it was wild, that it was a lot of fun. And I was like, hmm. I like the Luna. I like the Monet. I didn't clarify. I also like the Georgina stuff, although not so much the Kate stuff. But um, why don't we start with Georgina since she's a popular crowd favorite? Mm-hmm. I mean, a great chaos that she brought. Uh, and I don't think this is the end of her, even though the episode tries to sort of hint that maybe it is. But I think that mm-hmm. she's definitely coming back. She's just not going to be as reoccurring as we thought, maybe. Right. Yeah, same. I um I do think that we have obviously not seen the last of her, but she uh she was a wonderfully chaotic gust of wind throughout the episode. She had some fantastically like just insane lines. One of my favorites was uh was her telling Kate something like that they're connected somehow, that they she feels connected to her and not just because I gave you that transfusion while you slept. <laughs> <laughs> the blood transfusion yeah the blood transfusion yeah i thought that was so good i like uh that you don't play god you are god jesus fucking christ line yeah oh and then she says i can say that because we're good now <laughs> Which, what does that even mean well because she was forced to go to a um like a christian camp. camp yeah Right. They're How good now. Forget? So she can say that. It's fine. I feel like that's a Jennifer's body reference, sort of. I am God. Hmm. Maybe. I can see that. Maybe. I stand a Jennifer's body reference, even if it's not there. We can we can make it. There. <laughs> we'll just shoehorn it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, Georgina's master plan is she wants Kate to just continue using Gossip Girl to be vengeful and to cause drama as opposed to just reporting on it. And her plot to make this happen is sleeping with Jordan. Okay, that was kind of like, what? (laughs) Well, it was to make Kate jealous, right? Yes. And make her do what she wanted to do, because I guess she didn't think that Kate liked the other guy that's gone now, Mr. Russian Lit. Mr. Sabbatical. (laughs) He's on sabbatical again. (laughs) Yeah, he's on sabbatical again. I think it was less she was trying to get Kate to do it so much as she was going to get Jordan 
to do it right, right, and right. then kate took oh, yeah. the fall yeah it was definitely uh to kind of blackmail jordan into doing her dirty deeds because the the assumption that kate was going to try to stop it at this party if she knew but man what a blackmail but it, it's such a ridiculous idea because it presumes that jordan couldn't just say i slept with this woman i didn't know she was georgina like I don't know. This didn't really work for me. The drama of it all, like watching these adults try to justify that they should put Rohypnol into teens drinks at a uh, fundraising was absolutely off the charts wild. But everything about Georgina's plan made zero sense to me. That's because he loves Kate. Joe. Yeah, Yeah, and she knows that. I mean, again, that's, again, it wasn't that weird to me. This is not beyond, this was not uh, the most unrealistic Gossip Girl schemes that I've seen to date. So it it really didn't bother me that much. And I, again, I just like seeing Georgina be mean and manipulative, but just like kind of like to another level. It it was like, it's elevated for Gossip Girl. I will say I was happy to have all of the wildness include Wendy for a change. So even though she wasn't sort of actively participating in it, she got a lot more to do because Kate clearly didn't know what to do. Okay, like two things about Wendy. First, I love how they're walking on the street and she has a very real coffee mug, not like a tumbler. She's just carrying a regular coffee mug. (laughs) Incredible. Uh, Unhinged. is unhinged behavior um and then her line about like zuckerberg said the same thing to me in 2010 i was like what what i can't even remember what it was in reference to was it georgina or something jordan said no georgina said that georgina said that i thought it was wendy that said that i thought it was wendy i thought it was georgina but i don't i thought it was wendy because it just was like it seemed like something completely like wild for her to say Mm-hmm. I mean, she did say a lot of wild stuff, and I, I loved it all, <laughs> very much. Yeah, they. She was just in peak form. Wendy had so many funny lines. I, I earmarked a ton. Just her little her delivery and her comedic timing. So she talked. She's telling Kate about Georgina's, like how her parents sent her to a like a Christian camp, hoping her daughter would pray away the cray. Newsflash, <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> it I certainly that. didn't. I'm glad they didn't pray away the cray. <laughs> Same. Oh, and the kicker at the end where Kate says, no more Harriet the spy. Oh, God, that was genius. I love it. <laughs> oh, it was so good. What a we love a meta reference. I mean, didn't they mention Hillary Duff in an episode? I don't think we I mentioned it in the episode, but I've thought about it ever since because Hillary Duff was obviously in Gossip Girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, like mentioning her as Hillary Duff, the celebrity Hillary Duff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe so. Oh, Wouldn't put it past them. But I do no. love um, Wendy gets, you know, she gets the scheme a little bit like at the one point she thinks of a plan and she's like, you're not going to like it. You might. Mm-hmm. I loved that moment. It was so cute. But did he? Because he he disappeared. <sighs> Again. <laughs> so what do we think of the fact that Kate kissed Jordan as part of Wendy's plan to get Gossip Girl to go away? But in the process, Kate realized she does have feelings for Jordan. I think they were trying to plant that seed with her reaction to him sticking up for her and, you know, claiming mm-hmm. to be 
Gossip Girl alone whenever that came out. And that's something I did pick up on a little bit then. But yeah, it was a really quick turnaround that I'm not sure I buy. And do we feel the chemistry? I feel like if we had seen the kiss and not just a picture of it, mm-hmm, I was like, I right. wish, I do wish the episode gave us that much. Right. I wonder why yeah. it didn't. That's kind of a weird choice, especially since it was meant to be like, a re- like oh, a recognition moment for her. Well, and I mean, as I said, I'm a little bit cooler on this than the two of you. But part of what I was struggling with is that a lot of this felt like it was either happening too quickly, happening off screen or both. Like most of these storylines, you know, it's not like a super complicated show or anything. But at the same time, it felt like we were trying to juggle about six different plot lines in this episode and not really doing any of them particularly well. Yeah, I don't I I don't agree with that. I think there were a few that were done like really, really well in peak gossip. I actually like found pretty much everyone's drama and the fact that it all kind of culminated in this nameless event, whatever it was. (laughs) I really appreciated that because I feel like we had just talked recently about how some of the other some of the characters drama felt separated from everyone else. And this was one time Mm -hmm. when I was like, nope, we're all back together. This is the kind of mess i like to see so in that way maybe i could see why you know it felt like okay they're trying to give equal attention to all of these different subplots but it like i mean again it where i watched glee for a long time i mean trust me i <laughs> i don't I, nothing will Sorry. beat that show in terms of like switching characters on a dime right. and like developing new things that you're like where did that come from no this was like completely fine for me <laughs> <laughs> we've all watched a ryan murphy show we've all suffered whiplash we're currently seeing a chiropractor <laughs> gossip girl is doing fine okay <laughs> exactly stepping back you're right about the zuckerberg line the one that Wendy said that was unhinged was Mm -hmm. McKay and Farrell, like that she was like in between their feud. And then she Mm. like compared it to a feud within the show. And I was like, what do you mean? She knows Adam McKay and Will Farrell. (laughs) Oh, right. That, yeah. I remember hearing that at first and being like, what kind of deep cut? Like what? (laughs) Yeah. That was like a, what in the deep cut? (laughs) I don't even think I knew they were feuding if they were in fact actually feuding. They are. Um, yeah they are it's actually like kind of a weird story and it's like it's not fully fleshed out it hasn't even come out yet (laughs) but i i think the reason they're feuding is because Farrell wanted the role john c Riley got in that basketball series on hbo Mm -hmm. that was like a really quick like and yeah deep cut again bravo to the gossip girl gossip gods (laughs) hmm yeah, no, anyway. I agree. I, when I heard that, I was like, oh, now I need to know what that drama is. <laughs> I spilled it. There anyway, um, I will say the Julian Audrey feud was, I think, the reason I really liked this episode the most because it felt like, I think we, we talked about it. We were like, who's going to fight with who? Like, who's going to mm. like actually stand up to Julian outside? Like, the Monet stuff is fun, but there was not really anything like emotionally impacting. Okay. And I, I felt like the Audrey one actually kind of was and finally gives her something to do outside just being in a thruple which wacky thruple still delivered this episode too Mm -hmm. agree (laughs) yeah yeah i feel like the uh, i agree with you jenny because i it's one of those things where we can give someone new you know give julian someone new to feud with every couple of episodes but it it really it's like kind of like what weight does it carry if they don't have an established relationship already that's you know meaningful and deep and i think the episode did a smart move of like 
you know, reminding us at the beginning of how close that they've been for so long and all that stuff. But I really, what I really appreciated was, you know, all the dialogue of Audrey calling out Julian. And I feel like someone else, I think Obi did this at a point too, but just kind of like making everything about the Julian show, every making everything yes. an opportunity. Cause she does do that. And that kind of is just what her character has become. She's just kind of like a very much, how can I spin this into my thing and look good doing it essentially. Yeah. You know what? I, I do agree with both of you. I do enjoy the stuff between Audrey and Julian because it does feel more authentic. And it even feels like we've been building to it for a while. I think part of it was that I got sidetracked by how stupid Julian would have to be to invite this mistress onto her stop the story piece and not anticipate that it would blow up. Like it felt again like a very dumb move for someone who's meant to be so social media savvy i guess to me like I, she just strikes me as so naive like of all of these the main mm-hmm. you know the main people in the young cast julian to me feels the most naive like she mm-hmm. wants to see the best like she like it feels like like the monets and lunas like their expectations of other people feel way more grounded in reality so i actually didn't mm-hmm. It wasn't surprising to me that she would think that because she's fucking naive and she's dumb. Like she's made a lot of dumb decisions and she continues to do so apparently, but <laughs> undeniable. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> uh, Obi. That part. And, and again, like I could see her wanting her thinking, oh my God, you know what? If I get her on this and then we kind of clear the air, then Audrey, I'll get on her good side again. And then, mm. you know, we can all be on the same page and live happily ever after. And it backfires on her in a way that was massively entertaining because I thought that Jessica, the fiance was just the perfect type amount of gossip girl evil. I love that. Oh my God. I love that actress. Like, was she from, um, uh, search party? Is that Portia from search party? She's from unreal for sure. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She there is we go. Unreal. She is also the woman that brought down the Greek system in the TV show Greek. And she was Rusty Cartwright's girlfriend. And she seemed so nice. And then she like fucked everything up for everyone. So I knew the minute she walked on, like trouble, into the picture, trouble, I was like, oh, trouble. God, she's a two faced backstabbing liar. <laughs> it really it really took me aback because i thought that she was really genuine like when she was talking at the and i was like oh god uh julian's being unreasonable yeah. and but nope you're all no. right she was <laughs> she was not i nice. didn't enjoy that dress drama kind of reveal in front of everybody quite a bit mm-hmm I think I struggled with the idea that, oh, okay, so this launch didn't go appropriate. And it means that Audrey's mom, like Kiki's career is now, what, completely on hold. I was like, is it really that difficult? Like you wouldn't just find another way to relaunch this campaign. Well, I I don't know if you remember from last season that she suffers from severe depression. Mm -hmm. And I think that she has a very defeatist attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the the way she reacted to Audrey at the end was kind of my favorite part, because it did feel very emotionally grounded, like it was upsetting. She was very clearly going to start spiraling again. I, I think part of this is that I like it when the show gets really outlandish, but then when it produces moments of kind of quiet levity. And I feel like sometimes that balance isn't always... It's not always working as well for me, or at least not these last couple of episodes. Yeah, I think with the um, with the Kiki thing, 
because there was already a little bit of that drama last season with Julian wearing the dress that she wasn't supposed to be wearing. Right. That was last yes. season, right? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know if it was last season or like the first back of this season, but anyhow. Yeah, so my thing is too, like Eleanor Waldorf, if you've watched her, like she's not like a warm, handholdy person. So Mm-mm. for her to react that way and be like, well, we're going to have to wait till spring because you need to like disappear for a minute because this is bad right. press. Like that kind of consideration makes sense to me. And that is her main source of support right now because she's coming out of, again, recovery mm-hmm. from a lot of mental health issues. So for me, like I definitely like it. That's why I really appreciate it. I thought that there were like legitimate stakes and Jessica doing what she did really screwed, really, really fucked up like stuff for Kiki. In addition to having already done that by stealing her husband after she was her own assistant. So it's just kind mm-hmm. of like she put her in a position that I think made it really difficult to come out of it. It's just like, think about like when actors have really bad press, like how hard it is to get people to go see them and get studios to want to put them in things. So that's kind of how right. I viewed it. And so I'm sh- to her, like I could imagine that feeling like, oh God, this is the end of it all. And plus again, like Jenny said, she's coming off of like a really hard time. So that, that struck me, I guess, as more realistic and, you know, reasonable as why they'd go that route. Yeah, and I think there was a little bit more to her relaunch last season that I think maybe we're all forgetting that there was a careful plan to it. And because it was derailed, I think that's why they had to push it back. And yeah, because of her defeatist attitude towards it, she just Mm -hmm. is like, well, I'm never, it's never happening for me again. Right. I think it was on the cusp of her suicide attempt. So that's it. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, maybe sticking with the sort of Jessica, Audrey, Kiki part of the storyline, what did we think of Max's attempt to win over Audrey's dad? (laughs) I thought it was funny. Also, his dad, her dad is such an asshole. Mm -hmm. The Ak-I, like, his name's Aki. He's known him for how long? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, you could at least learn your daughter's friends' names. (laughs) Right. No, not even a friend. <laughs> mm. Right? It was like just properly her boyfriend for a very long time. Fuck I. <laughs> he, no, he's the Max stuff. I It just reiterated to me just how fucking charming he is. And uh, Thomas Doherty is an actor. Like, I just, every time I see him, I'm just like, uh, yeah, whatever you say. I will agree with it. I will do it. I don't care. And just like seeing him try so hard to someone who doesn't give a shit was entertaining to watch. But then I just love, you know, that moment of him getting to see him be like, I can't believe I spent the last two days trying to get you to like me, like being able to stand up Mm -hmm. for her in that way, too. And that's, again, why I love the thruple, because, again, like in so many ways, it feels like, oh, this could be a very superficial relationship in different permutations. And the people in it are just, you know, they're just caring about materialistic and where they're where they are in society, but they genuinely care about each other. And I think that that was uh, evident on the Max front this week. Mm-hmm. And of course, we also got more of Max and Luna and Luna's, you know, getting to do more sage advice and continuing to be the best part of the show. Oh, totally. Also, I want her to hook up with that man. Right. Oh, me too. I, I read this week's Vulture recap of this episode just to try to refresh my memory on what had happened. And I was like, yeah, when are we going to find out why Luna has emotional intimacy issues? Like, when are we getting that storyline? 
Yeah, I want that. God, I bet it's season three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I did love the moment with Max of uh, she's what she says something like, "Not everyone has to like. It's okay if not everyone likes you." And then he's like, "Well, it's mm-hmm. okay if someone does," which I thought was a really good, very yep. good uh, teen drama line. <laughs> yeah, it's like right back at you with your advice. Exactly. <laughs> Well, it's good because I was actually starting to get a little afraid that we're just going to have Luna be like the wise trans woman on the side who's just Mm -hmm. dispensing advice to everyone, but never actually getting to have a storyline of her own. So I do think that they are biding their time. Like, I do think we're going to get it. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, they do drop hints every once in a while, but I just don't. I I think that this season they pivoted to giving Monet more screen time. So I think like... Mm -hmm. It's possible that next season it's more revolving around her and opening yeah. up her story more. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and to be fair, the Monet stuff has been very juicy and I've loved it. Mm-hmm. I've loved seeing her get to really show off her chops and her different sides. And yeah, it's been really great. And her mom, man, I really can't stand that woman. She is just. What a bitch. <laughs> she is a bitch. I mean, for me, this was the most successful of the storylines in this episode was Camille DeHaan being an absolute raging cunt doing this to her own daughter, also putting Zoya through this, knowing what Zoya was hoping to get out of this event. But I, I did like that. We acknowledged that Monet's attempt to get back at Zoya, which is a mistaken effort mm-hmm. does results in her subsequently getting canceled for slut shaming oh that was an interesting again gg 2.0 move and we're like no we don't slut shame actually yeah didn't y'all i expected like oh god it's gonna be a thing where the sex tape does leak or it gets like shown Mm -hmm. that it is her and nope it it pivoted yet again so again i will i will not ever assume i know what's gonna happen in this show (laughs) Mm, it's really woke as fuck (laughs) although i I did think that the fact that we have Nick, Zoya's dad, reappearing at the end of the episode means that we will have to address that between those two characters. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's going to tell him, but I don't think it's going to be a... It's not going to be drama between them anymore, hopefully. Also, where's oh, Shan? Yeah. <laughs> Where is she? Like, why did we promote this actress to series regular and then basically the back half of the season we haven't done a fucking thing with her? Yeah, like, even let her be in it. <laughs> it's crazy like is Zoya and her are they like in a super fight like they didn't end things very well between them but it wasn't like a, I'm not speaking with you anymore kind of well yeah it, it felt like there was a quiet acknowledgement of it somewhere right didn't Zoya say something along the lines of well I don't really have a friend right now yeah it's like where'd she go I did I did like when she brought Monet food and then Monet was like you brought me food. No one died. <laughs> no one died, Zoya. The way she says it was so good. <laughs> like, your your name sounds funny in my mouth. I never want to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So this is kind of a pivot, too. But speaking of lines that I loved from, from the Monet Luna corner is um, Luna talking about whenever Julian admits that she was the one who was feeding the, the fake you know stories to gossip girl at the mm-hmm. beginning mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone's getting upset and luna's like 
And then you said that most of my bags come from Canal Street. Like, I love that that was her, <laughs> that that was her, like, <laughs> the rumor that threatened to ruin her. <laughs> and then she came back and she was just like, well, that might explain why no one's stolen my purse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Maybe it was a benefit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's pivot to a storyline that once again, we've avoided. So Obi is back. Oh, Obi is still trying to get rid of his mom. None of us are going to care about that, but he does hook back up with Julian. Yeah, it makes me care about her less. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back a fake marriage man. <laughs> right at this point. <laughs> like anything, Bring but I just, and I, you know, I appreciate, I actually did. This was the first time I found the drama with Obi and his mom and his sister interesting. Like, I did want to actually mm-hmm. see them shame her publicly. I do think it would have been one more thing, you know, at this party that kind of would have been yeah. too much. But, um, right. but you know, it was it was definitely wasn't as boring as before. But I had hoped that something would, I mean, I guess they kind of just tease that this will happen. And it seems like Obi's mm-hmm. going to be siding with working with Gossip Girl moving forward. Yeah, but like, what, what does that even look like? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows with this character? Uh, uh, and we really never know. <laughs> he needed, I don't know, I, like, it makes sense that they're back together, because like, literally every season they've done this around this episode, it seems. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't, doesn't mean I like it. <laughs> I just, yeah. I don't know where where else there is to go unless we're going to pretend that this didn't happen or we're going to once again say, oh, you know, okay, we need to walk that back. It's like, yeah, we did this last season. The only difference was that Zoya was wrapped up in it. So it kind of mattered more. Mm -hmm. This is one of those things where I do hope that they do something unexpected moving forward, because right now I just can't fathom like how they're going to make this an interesting subplot. Mm hmm. Bring Brooke back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's a uh, she's incesting over there. We we need to bring her back. Yeah, we need more incest level drama to make Obi interesting. <laughs> it's true, right? Really have to go there to make him interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so thinking ahead, Jenny, you said you don't think that this is the end of Georgina, but do we think that she's gonna show up next week? Do you think we're going to recenter and Look at the fallout. I think this Julian Audrey thing is going to be the big focus for at least one episode. I really hope so because I feel like it finally gives. You were talking about like, yeah, uh, foils to Julian. And Audrey really hasn't done a lot except be fun and have some romantic challenges that she's had to like, you know, hurdle over and figure out like her own self. And I think that this gets her more back involved with the group and less Mm -hmm. just with her significant others. Right. Which I like. Now, Ari, what do you think? What's one storyline that could shape up in the future? We'll definitely want to see more Luna. I think that we're going to start seeing more about around her, you know, her romantic mm-hmm. life. I just want to see more of her in general. I feel like she's kind of a mysterious character as much as we love her. Like, we don't know a ton about her. So it'd be great to see more focus on her. And I think I would like to see actually Monet and Zoya. Because, again, that has been teasing a little bit like this mm-hmm. almost reluctant connection or reluctant teaming up. 
Um, and I feel like we're going to have to get that at some point. And so I, I would love to see that. I just think like, Hey, if we don't know what to do with these other characters, I'm cool with seeing them sidelined with less interesting, you know, whatever, doing their own thing here and there. But I want to see some of the characters I do enjoy interacting more. And so I would love to see see more from these folks. And I don't and I don't think Georgina's gone for good, but I think they'll probably save her. I, I hope she comes back again in this season. Um, yeah, maybe a finale thing. it's tricky. We're getting so late. We've only got three episodes left in this mm-hmm. season, so it'll be a question of if she's not here next week then will they just save her for the finale or will they just wait and bring her back in season three right i could see her coming back for the finale i could see that happening Mm -hmm. yeah i think so too especially as much as she was promoted in the promos for this season even before you know in the beginning and she didn't even pop up till episode six so yeah Mm -hmm. i could see them trying to use her maybe a little bit more So I know that neither one of you are going to be incredibly excited for this, but the fact that we have now teased Obi's, you know, trying to whistle blow on his mom's company and how that's wrapped up in Aki's dad's stuff. I do think that this has been a weird, slow simmering storyline that could potentially explode in these last couple of episodes. You're right. Yeah. I would be more interested with Aki's dad involved, honestly, because I think he right? is the more interesting character. Out yeah, of- he is. And the fact that yeah. his parents are the ones that we've seen the least, apart from like Audrey's, really. Like, this is the first time we've met Audrey's dad, and I think that's the last parent that we needed to meet. But yeah, I'll I'll be interested to see if Aki's parents get to do a little bit more. I imagine they may not bring back Malcolm McDowell because he's probably more expensive, but. Hatian Park is right fucking there. Hello, yeah. We love her. We haven't met Luna's parents, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Well, as Ari said, mysterious character number one. Like, Luna yeah. was born of the streets and is just like New, New York City is, is her parents. <laughs> New York City birthed her. <laughs> she came out of a Chanel bag. Oh, wow. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, well, we will see if we are on the right track when we return for episode eight next week. But until then, Ari, if people want to get a hold of you, where would they get in touch? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the T H E R E Drew. Um, and oh, Letterboxd as well, same username. <laughs> there we go. And Jenny, what about you? You can find me literally everywhere at Jenny Lee X33, and that's Jenny with a Y and L E I G H. Nice. And I can be reached at B Stole My Remote, and that's the letter B. And uh, of course, you know, you can always rate and review the show. So, uh, doing our thing here on Hazel and Katniss and Harry and Star, but we can always use the love and the shout outs. So, uh, maybe think about, you know, doing a little rating review give jenny and ari some love because they're doing this of their own volition and uh yes until next week when we return for episode 208 xoxo you know you love me xoxo